At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black owned products you can add to your daily routine. Love at first sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the pedigree adoption drive and the pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. So you can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Hell, I suck at dating. With Dean Unglert and Jared Haven, an iHeartRadio podcast. What is up, everyone? Welcome to an all-new episode of Help, I Suck at Dating. We have a very, very special episode for you today. Not only do we have the lovely Courtney Robertson calling in to co-host with us today, but we also have one of Jared's buddies from Bachelor in Paradise, Australia. From Down Under. going to be joining us. The land down Put under. Put another shrimp on the barbet, uh, Dean, shall we? That was terrible. Before you embarrass yourself anymore, um, I want to see if, if Courtney is here. I think she's here. Courtney, are you there? Hi, I'm here. Can you hear me? We can hear you, but we can't see you. Oh, hang on. Start video. Hello. Hello. Yeah, there she Hi-de-ho. is. Hi-de-ho. How's it going? Oh, you know, fantastic. Just another day in 2021. How the hell are you? Oh, super duper. Courtney, it's good to see you again. You too. Uh, I, I do, I do want to say for the listeners out there, funny, weird little coincidence. Back in October of 2019, uh, my best friend's sister was getting married in, so, in Hawaii. And so Kaylin and I went to Hawaii. And while we were there, Courtney and her now husband were also vacationing there in the same hotel. Same hotel. Yeah, it was, it's wild. I think that was like right after your season, right? And yeah, uh, my, yes, right after Paradise. My oh, my now husband, we were walking down the beach, and he was he saw you guys. He's like, I think that was Dini, babe. That's <laughs> and so funny. I was like, no way. I was like, I was actually a little starstruck. <laughs> oh, my gosh, get out of here. It's You're so like funny, so too, because famous, when we, Dean. <laughs> I was like, should I ask we were, for a picture? No, that's lame. Uh, we got a picture at the, end of the, at the end of the day. But it was funny because Kaylin, I think, uh, recognized you as well, and she goes, I think that's Courtney. Uh, and I, I never really watched the show, so I was like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then eventually, yeah, we were able to to introduce ourselves. But Isn't I just thought that was a funny little coincidence. World? It was so nice right. to see you guys there too. You guys seem so relaxed and just happy, and it was it was, oh, nice it was to great. See. Oh, I want to take well, you back. Sa- <laughs> same for you guys. So that was October 2019, but in December 2019, you guys got so so. 
uh, just for the listeners out there, break me down on this timeline. So you got engaged in December and then got married, or was that your yeah, marriage, so your wedding? We in actually, um, we got engaged in December and then we got married this past October. But when, nice. when we were in Hawaii, is actually right around the time I conceived with our son, uh, <laughs> Joaquin. Oh. So a little, uh, little tidbit there. Um, we kind of—that's funny. We kind of was like we had talked about it. It wasn't like. Uh, a total surprise or anything for us at our age we're like it doesn't need to go it didn't need to go in a certain order did you guys talk about kids before getting married yeah so you guys were both on board with that huh that's good yeah it just happened a little bit sooner than expected i know well that's so that's so funny though that was the trip that we potentially joaquin was conceived yeah yeah (laughs) that's the that's the date that it lined up and it was so you know so nice for us dating um you know, I, I've listened to your podcast, but like now you can't go anywhere. So, I mean, that was one of our last big trips. Oh, he's here. Right. Sorry, you might be hearing him. He's changing him and taking him for a walk. That's totally fine. That is 2021 <laughs> podcasting right there. Nice zooms. My dogs, right. as Dean can attest, bark uh, probably every three minutes. So they're due right about now. Um, so, Courtney, first of all, congratulations on getting married. So you got married in COVID, uh, COVID times back in October. Uh, we saw the pictures of People Magazine. They look beautiful. What was it like? You know, so many of my friends got married during COVID, and it was so crazy and stressful. What was it like for you guys to know that you were going to plan a wedding and get married during times where people were, were quarantining? Yeah, you know, so we had started planning the wedding before COVID hit. And so deposits were paid. Everything was paid. And... I was like, I think we should just go down to the courthouse. Like, let's let's not and say we did. And everything was kind of non-refundable. And I was like, I'm not going to leave money on the table. And so what we ended up doing, we had 85 people on our guest list. We just had our immediate family. We had a small celebration. Um, so it was kind of nice. I had like, I got the experience of planning a big wedding, which I found out like not for me. It was like so stressful. So at the end of the day, it worked out perfectly, but it still was stressful. I mean, the caterers wore masks and um, Sedona was so, have you been to Sedona? I think you have. It, yeah. It so, I, so I saw busy. that you got married there. I love Sedona, especially in October. It's like the perfect time to be there. Exactly. But so everybody was there because I think mm-hmm. people are traveling and you can drive there. So it was, our venue was so packed. So that was a little bit tricky to navigate. Like we did our mm-hmm. first looks just because of timing and, there were like people gathering around. I was like, oh, I don't want my dress to get spoiled or anything. So, but it turned out to be nice. So glad it's over. Let me be honest I got, with you. <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, uh, your husband looked great in his tuxedo, but I think the guy that really stole the show was Joaquin. Thank you. We got him that little tuxedo <laughs> onesie. Thank you. The little baby tuxedo, that thing killed. I saw the picture of that and I was like, this is the yeah, most incredible the show, thing I've ever seen in my life. I mean, totally. He really did. He was a perfect gentleman and it was so nice to have him there and our whole family have a good walk i'll text you when i'm done (laughs) yeah um so courtney we usually like to start you know our guests off with some q a's kind of get to know you a little bit obviously we know you from the bachelor franchise ben flannick season um were you on any other were you on um bachelor pad at all or was it just bachelor you know uh, bachelor paradise they had contacted me for that and i was actually dating somebody that i liked at the time in venice so that didn't go over very well um but I didn't really want to do it, to be honest with you. Um, but Bachelor Pad was after my season. That was the last one they did. I think that was when Rachel Trueheart. Did you, did you watch that? Uh, that the one where Nick, Nick Peterson? stole the money. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. I remember the <laughs> yeah. first time I met Nick and he told me that story. And I went back and YouTubed it. And I was like, this is insane, but yeah. also fantastic. 
Um, so there were wait, two girls this? from my season on that one. That was, I think, the last Bachelor pad they did. I think it was as well. So, Dean, just to let you know, this guy, Nick Peterson, he was on my season, my first season of Bachelor in Paradise. He So Bachelor pad was like more of a competitive show before Paradise came around where you could actually mm-hmm. win money. So long story short, at the end, like the couple, Nick and somebody else, had to choose to either share the money or keep the money. And if somebody chose to keep the money, that then they kept it all to themselves. And Nick chose to keep it and not share it. And it was like this huge controversy. It was, it like, was like on live TV. And Rachel was on my season. Poor thing. I just like, you saw her heart like instantly break. Was it, it was, I think it was $150,000. I think it was, it was 250 lot. It would have been 125 each, I think. So he got to keep all of the two hundred fifty. He kept all the two hundred. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? I think I remember seeing something. It's like if you, if one person wants to keep it and one person says to share it, the person that keeps it keeps it. But if they both want to keep it, then no one gets the money. Or exactly. Like that, right? So you, it's like scary if you keep it because the better play would be, of course, to share it. You both share it. You split right. it. But if you both keep it, then you're both screwed. Did Did they end up dating after the show or no? Yeah. I don't even know if they were dating during the show. It was like they went on. It was kind of weird. I remember like the rules. I don't think they were like, quote unquote, dating. They went on dates and it was also very strategic. So it wasn't just about romance. Like you had to strategize of like, oh, I'm going to pair up with you and we're going to try to work towards this. It was like a combo of hmm. Bachelorette and Survivor. Um, you know, I, I've been watching a lot of Survivor lately. I want to go on Survivor. I think that'd be fun. But yeah, that's ooh. that's for another, another conversation. You would definitely I did a Survivor. show like that back in the day. I did one in New Zealand and I what thought was it? it was called, what was it, Treasure Island, and you could win a million dollars. And then you'd have to decide if you want to do it to, to charity or keep the money, which obviously I think a lot of people kept it. But we lived on an island on Fiji. On Fiji, I was the first one to go home. It was, it, it's really hard. It's really hard to live off the land. But it was like a competition style show. Yeah, it was like a couples competition style show. I actually did it with the uh, Fear Factor Grand Champion. He was my friend in New Zealand. And, hmm. But how are you? Do you get hangry? I mean, like you really like, <laughs> like day one um, of like not getting enough food. I was like, ah, oh, I'm losing my mind. I think I would be okay about with all that stuff. You should do it. You are made for that show. Yeah, you are kind of made uh, for that show. There's so the the couple seasons that I saw. Uh, there's a lot of like planning and manipulation and like strategy that go involved into it and i don't think i would be so good at that part i think i would go like i'd probably like be middle of the pack i think at the end of the day yeah i think the issue with you like you said you wouldn't be too much into the competitiveness of winning you would just rather want to be in the wilderness and enjoy yourself like i think when (laughs) i mean (laughs) i think when it comes down to it like when you're on those shows you need to of course be able to live uh you know without a roof over your head but you also need to have some sort of competitive advantage where you like are going to do certain things in order to win and i don't think you have the personality for that which is a positive thing. oh dude i <laughs> i'm out for blood but i don't know that's neither here nor there we'll save that for another time maybe hey if there's like a survivor casting producer listening to this get me on a show and let's see it firsthand but Courtney, like Jared was going to say, I don't think we ever got, we've got a couple questions that we just want to ask okay. you. Just actually, but just as a group, kind of like, yeah, uh, we'll all answer these questions. Rolling, you know? Yeah, what's, um, on the, what's on the docket? One of these conversation starting questions is, what famous couple would you want to double date with? Hmm, famous couple that I would want to double date with. <laughs> oh my gosh, you stumped me. Do people fire these off really quickly? I think I would definitely like to go out with Oprah. But obviously, like, somebody, like, really funny would be good, like a comedian. 
What about you guys? Is this I, this is a question I would have never anticipated. <laughs> you know, I, honestly, I don't know if he's dating someone, but if Army Hammer is with someone, that would be an interesting double date right now to have that conversation. Uh, oh, to see if he would maybe want to uh, fillet your skin off and cook it in a frying pan. Well, I'd be interested that to see what he ordered. A bad week. I know, poor. Ooh. Well, I'm not gonna say poor Ooh. guy. Obviously, I think he denied it though. I think he's already like denied it. I mean, it's just like cannibalism. <laughs> I wonder if you'd order like a filet rare. Don't cook it at all. Um, <laughs> let's see. Oh, Who's a good so bad. Like obviously the first one comes to mind is someone like Ashen and Mila. There. Oh, yeah. They seem super fun. Uh obviously, yeah, for me personally, of course, Tom and Giselle. Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchin. I mean, that's just Yeah, I'm surprised it took you so long to say that. I figured that would have been the first one that you rattled. There's off. a part of me though that maybe wouldn't want to go on a double date with them because I hold Tom Brady in such high esteem. I almost don't want to meet him because I just want to have mm-hmm. this image of who Tom Brady is. I've gone back and forth in this, even though I've never had the opportunity to meet him. In my head, I always prepare myself if that opportunity ever arises. So I go back and forth whether it be Tom and Giselle. You want to know what's what's funny about that? A little side note here is that kind of happened to me once. My like my favorite musician growing up my entire life was this guy. Like I know every single one of his like three hundred songs, every word of every song. Um, not, my my Rob Thomas. Oh, I thought he was not, just everybody's favorite. Rob my bad. No, 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 no. And uh, I met him in person a couple times, and in fact, we we exchanged DMs every once in a while. And he's not like a dick or anything, but he's like not. It, the the interactions never go as I've always kind of expected them to go. You know what I mean? And so it kind of like humanizes him a little bit and it, it like knocks him down a couple notches on the pedestal. But uh I don't know if Tom Brady, I don't know if that happened with you and Tom Brady, but I, like I, I want to know Tom what Tom Brady and Giselle eat, what they're doing, because whatever they're doing is working. <laughs> it's definitely right, like, they're killing it. It, it. He would order like spinach dry, not cooked at all with like a piece of chicken that has zero salt or pepper on it, and it's just grilled to the like at a 350 degrees for 18 and a half minutes because it has to be cooked just right. I thought right. Tom Brady had like a super weird diet. Like he ate like a pint of ice cream a day I or did something the, like that. You know the but, clickbait? I always get a sucker for that. And it was like, what's the one thing Tom Brady won't eat? And it's like, okay. It was a tomato. He I, doesn't eat tomatoes. <laughs> I was just about to say that. I was like, yeah, he doesn't eat tomatoes. Did you know it was a tomato? I do. I did know it was a tomato. Well, also, you have to realize, you know, Boston. I listen to Boston Sports Radio every day. And like for the past 20 years, our lives have revolved around Tom Brady. And so whether it be his relationship status on and off the football field, his diet. Like I know a lot about Tom Brady's diet and I'm not proud to say it, but oh, well, uh, who else? Oh, I just had somebody, oh, not to bring politics into it. Like I'm not saying one side or the other, but I would say I would love to double date with Barack and Michelle. Like that would be oh, literally what yeah. I was about to say. I'm Is currently reading his memoir. <laughs> I swear I was going to say Barack and Michelle, Jared, you stole mine. You cheater. How did you know I was going to say that? I just read your mind. You know, that's when, when we, Ugh. when you co-host a podcast with someone for so long, like I can get, I can see your reaction and I look at your eyes and I'm like, he's Ugh. about to say the Obamas and I have to jump in before he does so I can steal his good idea. Uh, all right. Well, before we just, before I get too angry and just dwell on this any longer, uh, next question. What is the nicest thing that your significant other has done for you lately? So Ashley, Kaylin, Umberto, done for us lately. What is like, we'll start with uh, Courtney. Like what was like the last, mm. I mean, I'm sure he does nice things for you all the time, yeah. obviously. But like, what's like the one thing that stands out to you that happened most recently, you think? Well, today we actually had a little date today. Um, they were doing some work at the house. We had to get out of the house. We won't bore you with details, but he planned a trip for us for Valentine's Day. Um, oh. Yeah, he got uh, somebody to watch the baby. He's got it all lined up. And I was like, 
pleasantly surprised. It was like, you know, it's hard to travel right now, but just a quick 24 hour trip. So he's, he does a lot of thoughtful things like that. I mean, like on the daily level, he lets me sleep in and he does the morning shift with the baby. And like, I'm a person who needs an extra hour of sleep and that kind of stuff. Or like, he'll say like, Oh, take your time in the shower. Once you'll see, once you have kids, it's like your showers are quick. So those little things like mean the world to me. How much sleep did you get the first month of having a child? What should I prepare myself for? Not it's just to say interrupted. I don't know if you're good with interrupted sleep, but we actually did baby wise, like a sleep um, schedule. Like, so you wake him up every three hours and you feed him. And the goal is to get him to sleep for 12 hours a night. And he is, so he sleeps for 12 hours. Um, but uh, you wake up every three hours to feed him. You set an alarm. It's like, he's still sleeping. You got to wake the baby up to feed him. So, but it works. So are you the type of person that can wake up and immediately go back to sleep? No, my wheels are up. I'm like, oh my gosh, I got to, oh, I changed laundry. I got to do this. Or like, anxiety. you know, sometimes there's anxiety. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, I have some calming techniques. But like, if I have to get up to pee in the middle of the night, it's like usually like two hours I'm up. And my husband's snoring, the baby's sleeping. I'm like, what's wrong with this picture? <laughs> I'm also the type of person where if I know I have to wake up like super early the next day, you know, whether it be catch a flight or whatever, if, even if I have to wake up at 4.30, like I can't sleep because all I can think Ugh. about is not oversleeping. Oh, my, I have nightmares about missing flights on uh, nightly. But I want to hear what you guys, what your significant sweeties yeah. have been doing Yeah, Jerry, what do you got? Well, why don't you go first? Oh, I was just going to say, Kaylin made me dinner last night. That was Ooh, very kind of her. She made me just a nice plate of uh, roasted vegetables. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was delicious. It was delicious. It was delicious. Very healthy, nutritious meal. Also, also, this is like, it's kind of like a nice thing that she did for me in like a weird way. I told her that I was going to play golf this morning. I told her this last night and I think it was really nice of her not to be like, not to like press me on it. You know, she's like, okay, cool. Go have fun. So I thought that was really nice. What's the That's nicest kind. thing, Ashley? <laughs> I mean, Ash does nice things for me. Every day she does nice things for me. She's in the other room. I want to make sure she heard that. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Oh, she made me dinner last night too. She made me, uh, uh, she made me a nice uh, garden salad, a mix of kale and spinach, Tom Brady special, uh, with some. Dude, stop, stop, Jared! You stop stealing my answers, man. You gotta start having your own yeah. answers. First, it was Barack and Michelle. Now you're stealing the dinner thing. All right, she also made me a hot Courtney chocolate. And I, Courtney and I are sick of this. She yeah. made me a hot chocolate. It was very special. <laughs> so it was a really thick batch of milk chocolate hot chocolate and she put some whipped cream and marshmallows and then drizzled it with some caramel syrup and just made it with some love you know and then she let me watch you know she lets me watch wheel of fortune and jeopardy every night that's very nice because <laughs> i really get into it and that's i know you know it's the small things really especially when you're married as courtney and Dean, All right, one, la one last question before we wrap this up and get into it with uh jared's buddy jake ellis and it's kind of in tune with the first question here but these were Jared's questions, by the way. He wrote these before the uh, the show started. It says, if you were stranded on a desert island with another couple friend, who would be best and why? And I don't really understand what they mean by another couple friend, but I'm assuming it's like... A double date. <laughs> a double date on a desert island to survive. Who would it be? For me, that's yeah, I would take my best friend and her husband. Amy Bean, she was a producer on The Bachelor, and you guys might have met her at some point, but she's super savvy. I take her. Not a lot and of so she would help you guys but in case I, you know, she, things was She would help you guys survive is what you're saying? Oh, yeah, totally. She's super savvy, and she's not a complainer. Like, I don't do well with complainers, so. Right. 
Yeah. So just be fun. Dean, I gotta be honest, you and Kaylin are one of the first to come to mind because you're so earthy, like you're one mm. with nature that I feel like True. if I was stuck in a desert island, I would need somebody who who could show me which plants to eat, how to cook my right. own meals, how to catch I'd my- build a shelter, build a, start a fire. Yeah. And also you're very sweet. And so like, if God forbid, we did need to go to the cannibal route and eat someone, I feel like you would say, hey guys- I would offer myself up. And you're pretty, you know, you're, you're six, what are you, six, four? Yeah, you know, so like, you know, we you could last a couple weeks, maybe. I think this right. is a good well, idea. Hopefully, we, hopefully, hopefully, you guys would be okay with like starting with like a, a leg or an arm. You know, like maybe I don't have to kill myself first, but I would just like be uh, amputee at the at the very like least. No, you would just want to die. You wouldn't want to go through the pain. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I would bring. Let me think who I would bring here. Maybe like Ben and Jess. I feel like uh, I feel like that would be a good couple to be on a desert island with, for the same reasons Jared uh, would want to be on an island with me, because I think Ben would taste really good, honestly. So I think at the end of the day, that would probably be the best choice. All right, well, Courtney, uh, we're gonna move on with Jake. So stick. Obviously, you're sticking around. You're gonna be here for the whole episode with us. Okay. Um, but you're not done answering some stupid questions because we're gonna have plenty of stupid questions for you. So, awesome. Do you want me to um, sit tight here? <laughs> well, yeah. I want you to sit tight, but I want our listeners to sit tight as well because we're going to take one quick break and then we're going to jump into um, having Jake on here. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Keep waiting. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies. The list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him, and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just and a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So 
I, I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and, and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive, June 7th to 9th. And the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin. I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great, but also I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. Jared here, Dean, of course, and we have Courtney Robinson as well. She's going to be here the entire podcast. We also have a very special guest joining us from all the way from down under. I don't know why I say it like that. Uh, buddy of mine, we were on Bachelor in Paradise Australia together. Uh, but, of course, he was also on The Bachelorette Season 2 of Australia. My buddy, Jake Ellis. Jake, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for having me. There, it's it's been exciting. a long time coming. I know. I, I said you were going to be on this podcast for a while, and finally we got you here. Now we just got to get you uh, on the American version of Paradise. <laughs> Mate, that would be uh, that'd be an experience. I think I've, well, I've done two seasons now in Australia, so I think I'm, um, I think I'm prepped. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah, you're ready to go. Uh, so, of course, everybody knows you from Down ba Bachelor in Paradise, Australia, Bachelorette. Um, oh, Dean, were you going to say something? Oh, no, I'm so sorry. I was just looking up the fellow cast members from his Bachelorette season. And uh, you know Courtney Dober. Yeah, yeah, very well, very well. I've, uh, I've you guys have been friends since he moved over there. Well, I love Dober. He's the man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I obviously haven't seen. I think he was stuck in Mexico for a little while, wasn't he? Yeah, he's like working, doing some TV thing, but he's back up in California now. I think he's officially homeless, living in his van. But, oh. uh, but uh, he loves that stuff. Exactly, him and Sam, him and Sam are doing it together. So I think they're yeah. happy doing that. But yeah, it's 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 pretty crazy. Like it's such a obviously such a small world. The whole um, is a bachelor nation. I think that's a much bigger best way. To sure. Put it. Yeah. It's um yeah it's crazy. It's fun though. Uh yeah man, I remember the first time. So when I went down to paradise. Uh, you and I became really close and uh, dude, the first thing that like struck me from Bachelor in Paradise, every guy there, I'm not joking, it's gotta be like 6'3", six, 6'4", six, at the shortest. I looked like I was 5'4", on that show. When watching it back, I'm like, you know, I'm six feet. I'm not a short dude by any stretch, but I realized when you're I really, get- you really six feet? What, do you, what the hell is that supposed to mean? I'm six feet. I just, I, I just don't remember you being six feet. That's all. How tall did you think I was? Yeah, I thought you, I thought you were more like five ten, five eleven. Dean, shut the hell yeah. up. He's six, six <laughs> feet in his Crocs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In, in my two inch Crocs, to be specific. <laughs> no, that's true. I, no, well, I guess you just, you know, you're in a group full of tall guys. Well, I'm six four. Yeah, I you're... think everyone else in our season was um, 
Yeah, I think they went all the way up to like 6'6". Six, six. Oh, dude, I realized quickly. I was like, none of these girls want to be... Like, none of them are going to want to go on dates with me. Here comes like some American shrimp as they're just walking around. Like, I realized like Australian girls down there, they want like big, beefy dudes. And here comes like a guy who tries to look like a Backstreet Boy. Like, hey, you guys want you guys want to go on a date with me? Who's like, who wants to have some fun, huh? Uh, you, did, you did walk in singing Backstreet Boys, didn't you? I vaguely remember. I mean, if I was, that was definitely unintentional, and I was singing it to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> His comfort song. That's quite embarrassing. Hey, uh, Jake, I've, I've got some questions for you. So I didn't get a chance to watch uh, Bachelor in Paradise Australia with, with Jared and, and you on there, but the, the rundown I have here is that you were painted as the bad boy contestant. So tell me, I want to know why. What was the bad boy persona? Well, look, uh, yes, yeah, so season one of Paradise. So when I obviously it was straight after my season of The Bachelorette where I look, I finished third in that and I was sort of painted as the family, you know, the nice guy, which, you know, which I am very much so. Hmm, debatable. Um, but then as, <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this, don't jump in just yet. Um, but then, yeah, so in Paradise, I think I had the first date and I took someone on a date and, you know, got quite romantic and look, that, that girl gave me her rose and then, in TV land, it was obviously, which you guys know as well, the, it, it seemed like it was the very next day um, and another girl walked in who ended up being my my ex-girlfriend, my girlfriend. <laughs> uh, and it was obviously my turn to give the rose, so I sort of just kicked the other girl off, off uh, Paradise and gave it to uh, to Megan. But the, like, the country hated that. I was Jake the Snake. That was my nickname. Jake, Jake the Snake. <laughs> yeah. So what did it feel like to be like, start off like everybody loves you and then getting heat and then you ultimately rebounded because then everybody fell in love with you again once you and Megan had your romance. But what was that like? Because Courtney, who's on here, Courtney was on, I forget what season was, but she ended up winning The Bachelor, but Courtney got villainized. And then Courtney went on to write a book called I Didn't Come Here to Make Friends, Confessions of a Reality Show Villain. So what was it like for you guys to be kind of villainized for a little while? Um, like it definitely took a bit to get used to. I think, you know, obviously our demographic and how big Bachelor here is in Australia is nowhere near what it is over there in the States. Like obviously, you know, Courtney, must, you must have dealt with it so much more. Oh, um, it was like Us Weekly. I was on the cover. It was like Man Eater. And, um, oh, wow. you know, it does just go away, you know, like time really does kind of fade. Um, and yeah. now I don't really, I'm sure you guys get ask for pictures and stuff all the time it's very few and far between but I mean it didn't feel good I'm like I I don't know I felt like I was like in a microscope and everyone was judging me and um you know it's just it's a weird thing to go through <laughs> yeah. yeah definitely well, people it, say like awkward things to you like they are like come up and they're like you don't seem that bad and I'm like like you know that I think was tricky to navigate I don't know if you guys deal with that ever like people are awkward when they want to meet you and they come up and like, I get it a they... lot. Once Ashley and I started dating, I got a, a ton, which I knew I was going to get flack for it because, you know, for years it made it seem that like, and to a certain extent it was true that I was the one refusing to be in a relationship with Ash. And she was just like completely ready 24 seven. So when we got into a relationship, I knew like people were going to think that I was, 
like only doing it because I was jealous or had alternative motives. But um, I remember people coming up to me and and they'd be like, Ashley, I love you so much. Jared, I hated you for so long, but now you guys are together, <laughs> so I like you. And I'm like, ah, you can go fuck yourself, but it's very nice meeting you as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's so awkward, right? Then what do you, you're like, is this a compliment? Like, oh man, but that just kind of fades away. And Jake the Snake, I mean, I was like, they called me like, the girls that were calling me like a black widow and all kinds of stuff. Wow, the black widow. Yeah, I know. And now I can laugh at it. But at the time I was with the guy too. And I think for me, it was more just like embarrassing. Like, I don't know about you guys, but like I'm very easily embarrassed. And there was a lot of embarrassment that came with it, like with being the villain. And now I can own up to it. But especially with the guy that I was with, like I was just like, oh, this is embarrassing, you know? (laughs) Well, and Court, you were... You were saying that that might have been like a kind of a thorn in your guys' relationship too, you think? Like the fact that they did sort of like villainize you on the show, at least when they were airing the show. I think we would have had a much better shot if we had like a storybook. I think that would have, it was really hard for him. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think he kind of started to, he was getting it in the media and people were like, why did you pick her? She seems awful. And so that was like a insecurity of mine. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think we probably could have made it work if that if we had a different. I think they could go back and redo our season and make it look like how they do with some people, um, and people would be shocked because they had. I know they had the that like heartfelt interviews from me. They just really right. didn't show any of them. So, but they like yeah. decided to p- pick you as like the villain, and they're like, "All right, we're sticking to our guns, and we're just gonna make like paint her as bad as we want to do it." Which is kind of it's kind of messed up that they have that ability and like that power to do that sort of thing. Well, it's but, crazy too how people um, just interpret uh, like things negatively. Like with Jake, dude, you literally did nothing wrong. And Courtney, same thing with you, pretty much. And Dean, you made your mistakes, but like it was all just from you, like. <sighs> acting from like making decisions with your heart it wasn't like you were intentionally being malicious but like jake i remember you in paradise you literally just liked a girl more and gave her your rose instead of this other girl and people were like jake the snake (laughs) (laughs) are you still with the girl is he still with the girl no we um we split up probably a couple months ago so we're together for three years but we sort of split up probably four or five months ago um which is like a whole other story, but oh my gosh, how's that going? <laughs> yeah, oh, it's been it's been difficult. Um, like obviously, as I said, you know, you guys deal with it a lot more intensely than than what we do over here. But you know, like reality TV has really taken such a big leap in the last few years, and you know, it was a lot of pressure even on us to stick together. Like we went through some tough times. You know, I've sort of lived my life over the last four years in in front of the Bachelor world, and you know, like I've lost both my parents in the last three years, and um you know just been through a lot of heartache and a lot of a lot of pain a lot of difficult situations and that just added so much stress to our relationship yeah and then add on top the media and everyone knowing your business or wanting to know your business and it it just yeah unfortunately just didn't didn't work out for now it's not the right time but look i you know i love her um if i'm being honest and that's that's something that's still real but it's just not we're just not right for each other unfortunately yeah well, and you guys, you guys called it quits kind of in, in the middle of this whole quarantine or, or pandemic, it seems like, right? Yeah. So, you know, we've been pretty lucky over here, as I was telling you guys before, we, it hasn't been as uh, intense and, you know, all in lockdowns and sort of separation and all that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, it's definitely added stress. Um, but look, you know, I wish her nothing but the best and I hope she finds happiness. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously that's what everyone wants. And look, that's what I want as well. 
Listen to me. I'm, always, I'm so grown up. So grown up. Yeah, you're so mature. I'm shocked. I'm blown away by the maturity here. It's I just a long way from Jake the Snake, apparently. But oh, I well, know. let's let's um let let's <laughs> expand on that a little bit. Let's talk let's talk about like our own toxic traits that we might have, like Jake, uh, Courtney, Jared, and, and myself. Like, what kind of things do you think we do that? could be labeled as toxic. Like if you're looking at it from the outside, like, like if we had Megan on here or if we had Courtney, you're, you got engaged to, it was Ben, right? Yes. Yeah. So let's say we had, let's say we had our exes on here. Right. And they were like, all right, what toxic traits do we have? What do you think they would be? Who wants to go first? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think, I think with bachelor, like we're all pretty lucky that we got to go through this experience because it really, for me personally, uh, it started making me more, self-aware of certain flaws I had because you start talking a lot through a lot more through things where before I would just procrastinate or push things off or never really just open myself up. So I think like looking, you know, within my own relationship now and then looking at exes, I guess like a toxic thing I have is that I always, I definitely unintentionally maybe a little bit lead people on. Not in, a, not in a malicious way, but like I for in a great example is one time uh, and this happened a couple times where I would go on dates with girls and like one of my strengths is I feel that I make a decent first impression because I, I really like to, you know, ask people questions and, and get to know them more. And so I would always I feel like on first dates, dates would always go well, but I'm such the person where I'm like, ah, you know, if if I'm not into it, then like it's over and I never really go on a second date. And I I would always keep people at arm's distance. And I feel like that's a toxic characteristic to have because then it would like kind of lead people on a little bit without letting them know what went wrong or give them any closure. And like one time a girl texted me and this is it. She like reamed me out about how I never gave her a chance and I'm going to die alone because I refuse to like commit to anybody. And I was like, you know, she's not wrong, (laughs) but now I'm married. So it all worked out. It all worked out at the end of the day. What about you guys? Johnny, I think you can take the lead first. Oh, okay. (laughs) Well, I mean, things I've, it's totally what you said, Jared, like since the show, I mean, I've really done a lot of work on myself. I got a life coach and, um, not that I won't go down that, that conversation, but I mean, I think I've worked on really being less reactive. Um, that's something that, hmm. you know, I think that got me in trouble a lot on the show. Whereas like, what is it? The famous three words, wait a minute, <laughs> you know? So I've really worked on like, okay, just pump the brakes. Um, don't overreact or anything like that. So, um, but I think communication in the relationship, that's something that like I, like if something's bothering me, like I don't necessarily bring it up right away and then I'll boil over. So <laughs> those are things that um, I've really worked on. But um, So you're not, to- no toxic traits anymore. Those are all in the past. No, I definitely do. I definitely can get a little crappy. <laughs> um, but yeah, toxic traits. I mean, well, now I'm married too. So he's right. coming in actually. He's coming with the baby. He's probably sleeping in. I like, I like my sleep. <laughs> That's a boring one. I don't think I don't think I don't think those are so bad. Yeah, that's not I mean, too that's, toxic. That's good. If those if those if those are the worst things about you, I think that you're doing pretty well for yourself. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to work on being more um, present right now. You know, with social media and distractions. I think sure. that's, for me, just like an unattractive quality. But I'm like totally guilty of it. Were so. you ever the type of person that would check your uh, boyfriend's Instagram, like, or ever like look yeah. into their phone? 
Yeah. Oh my God. One night I was a little sassy and I was like, who are all these girls you're following? <laughs> you know, like, and he's like, they're people that I know. Cause when we got yeah. together, we were like on any exes, it was kind of like, you're coming with me and kind of put a, you know, kibosh on like friendships and stuff like that. Oh so. yeah. I had uh, one of my close friends, her, her boyfriend or ex-boyfriend now used to follow like all these random like Instagram models that would just post pictures of their butts and like he'd always like them and it was it was always like you're not doing it anything feel good. yeah it just doesn't you shouldn't be doing that like don't do that what about I know my friend's married she's like I was looking at I, we were talking about that social media and all this stuff and she saw a picture of Kate Upton and her husband had liked it it was like her in a bikini and she's like what that's pretty funny yeah Jake what about you what do you think I, are some uh, toxic uh, qualities about you I mean not that you have any but just try to find one yeah th- yeah thanks it's a good intro I love a good pep talk it's always good um <laughs> toxic traits I think yeah, obviously I've done th- so I've done three shows now. I think I've gone from being a little bit immature in relationships when I sort of first started, um, and then definitely learned it the hard way. Like going through the show, obviously everything's so magnified, and you really have to really take a look at yourself and what your shortcomings are. I guess, like I'm a pretty passionate person uh, in a relationship, and I always have been. Um, but I think toxic traits i don't listen probably at you know in in the heat of the moment or if if it's a serious conversation or it's a bit of conflict like it's you know i feel like i just go one way yeah you zone out that's a good quality (laughs) yeah like not and it's not intentional like but i i think that i just i blindly lead with emotion at times and not rationality um you know, it could be such a small issue and it just blows into this big thing and, and I don't mean it to. And then, you know, after the fact, I sort of rethink about it and I'm like, oh yeah, well, I sort of overreacted there and <laughs> could have handled that differently and, and stuff like that. But I don't know, is that a toxic trait? I don't know if it's toxic. Um, well, not listening isn't probably like... the best. <laughs> no, not, listening. Like, not not listening. Like, I've, of course I listen, but I think maybe I just have selective hearing in those sort of moments. Um, and I always have to win the argument. Like I just, I feel like I'm very competitive. (laughs) (laughs) That's sort of in a nutshell, but look, that's, I feel like I've grown a lot in, and I've sort of learned my lesson and, you know, look, when I fell in love with Megan, when we got together, that was probably the first time I'd actually been in love. So it was very new to me and, and look exciting and, you know, nerve wracking. Like I know I did find myself being a bit jealous at times, which is not usually my character. So, um, I think a little jealousy is always good. That little healthy jealousy, it's good. At times it was a lot like that, but then obviously being in such a public eye, like I feel like everything's a bit amplified. And, um, but you know, now that I'm, I think I'm the only single person on this podcast right now, Daniel, (laughs) are you married too yet? Or not yet? Uh, yep. Yep. Married. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm married. Yeah. See, I feel like every one of your toxic traits have turned into marriage. So that's a really great, great I'm, I'm over here on the other side of the world and I'm just recently single again. So, um, but yeah, getting there, getting there. What do you got, Dean? I want, I'm, I'm interested mm-hmm. to in here. Yeah, I, I think that everything I'm going to say is, is basically in tune with every, what everyone else is saying. Uh, I think my, my biggest toxic trait that I possess now. So it's kind of funny, Jake, because actually when you were telling your story about how you went from like this beloved character from The Bachelorette to this like quote unquote bad boy in paradise because you dumped a girl and started dating this other girl who you ended up dating for three years and you were still labeled as the the quote unquote. That's mind blowing to me. I, I had a similar journey where I was like the 
uh, like everyone felt bad for me on The Bachelorette and they like plagued me. And then I went on Bachelor in Paradise and I made a few mistakes and then I was like crucified because of it. Um, I've grown a lot since then. That was like three years ago. But my biggest toxic trait that I possess now, I think, would be that I'm incredibly stubborn. And to Jake's point, like I feel like I kind of always have to like win, you know, whether it's like an argument or a conversation or whatever. And and that my stubbornness really shines through a lot. Like, um, if you tell me not to do something that I want to do or something, then I'll like make sure to do it even like bigger and go harder and like make sure it's a point yeah, that I'm making. Is like, I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm doing this. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm sure if you ask Kaylin about that, she probably wouldn't be too too uh, happy about it. But uh, I, I can be. I think I can err on the side of uh, of selfishness a little bit too with my time. Like, you know, if if I want to go play golf with some friends. Uh, but I have like some work to do around the house. I'll probably like forego the housework to go play golf with my friends, yeah, kind like of thing. That's, so. that's pretty normal. Yeah, that's not toxic. That sounds like a good Friday. I think if you were to ask, I think if you were to ask Kaylin that, I think she'd be like, "Yeah, Dean plays way too much golf. Uh, he he doesn't re- you know fulfill any of his responsibilities around the house. There's a bunch Maybe of shelves that haven't been mounted yet." Chores. Maybe it's just <laughs> Dude, I I say it all the time to Kaylin. She's always like, "Dude, you have to like do these things. Like, I need to mount these things, like mount these things on the wall, like all this stuff." And I'm like, "Listen, like, the house is still gonna be here. We don't need those things mounted on the wall. Like, that's just like a that's like an like an auxiliary thing. It doesn't really matter." And I don't know. So those are toxic traits on my end, but uh, we're working on them. At the end of the day, I think that's all we can really hope to do is just kind of improve on a regular basis. And Jake, it sounds like from from the like the little rundown that I was given on you, like. Uh, you were saying how you used to like to go clubbing and like you like to be kind of more in the spotlight, but you've been doing a lot of more like uh, philanthropic work and like, you know, doing a lot more stuff that has been outside of that, which I think is great. And I think that that kind of boils down to like character development and personal growth, which is, which is great. Yeah, no, definitely. I've like, I'll, I'll be the first to throw up, I'd, you know, first coming off the bachelorette and being thrown into that world. And obviously like I was single and look, I had fun and, you know, it was a new experience and, you know, I was quite young, a little bit younger than I am now. Um, but, you know, I think everyone does eventually grow up. And I feel like I've I've just done that in the public eye. You know, one season of Bachelorette and then two seasons of, of Paradise. You know, it's it's um, it's interesting to sort of watch back and see how far I've come, I think. And, of course, I had yeah, Jared as, as, you know, a pet man. Yeah, I was like your mentor. A hype man, a hype man and, and a mentor in, in Fiji when we first met. And I was like Jake's guardian was- angel. I was literally in paradise for two full weeks, which as you guys know, is like seven rose ceremonies. I didn't kiss a girl. I went on like one day. I truly don't know how I made it that far. And throughout the entire time, you went on the date with my ex. Well, I did go on a date with Megan. Dang. Listen, he's taking that out of context. It was when I first got there. I didn't know any of the girls. I may have been like, I mean, she's a great girl. Great girl. Uh, (laughs) Not anymore, think, though. Obviously, I, I think you guys should fight each other. No, Jake would win. <laughs> I don't want. Uh, I don't. Okay, wait. Hey, hey, before we before we get Jake out of here, I got some rapid fire yes or no questions for you guys on whether you think uh, these are toxic or not. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we'll be right back with some emails and rapid fire. At Walmart, there's a whole collection of black-led products that fit into your daily routine. We encourage you to show black founders some love, not just during Black History Month, but all year long. There is power in every purchase. 
Every time we purchase from a black-led brand, we make room for another black-led brand. Black founders and the products they bring to the table are creating a whole new world of choices at Walmart. Some amazing black-owned businesses that are available at Walmart include The Lip Bar, Zach and Zoe Honey, Partake Cookies, the list goes on and on. Go to walmart.com slash black and unlimited to discover all the amazing black-owned products you can add to your daily routine. True love is always being excited from the first moment you see one another and every time after that. It's taking long walks together in the summer, gazing longingly into each other's eyes, and, well, watching their tail wag when they chase a squirrel in the yard. The Pedigree brand asked about believing in love at first sight, and honestly, the answer is yes. Ashley adopted Lois, and I didn't know until I actually picked her up and saw her with my own eyes that we were taking this dog home. But I took one look at Lois, and my life has never been the same, and I love her so much, and I'm very grateful for that moment that Ashley decided to adopt Lois. So it really was love at first sight for me. Adopting a dog can lead to a lifetime of meaningful connections. A pedigree loyalty survey revealed that 95% of dog owners say that the bond they have with their dogs is closer than expected. And another pedigree loyalty survey revealed 90% of first-time dog owners report that having a dog improved at least one relationship in their lives. We have adopted two dogs First was Pappy, and the second was Alistair. And I got to tell you, I didn't know I could love such a little creature so much. With Pappy, he just stole our hearts right away. He was so attached to us. And even with Alistair, we got him, and we fostered at first and then decided to adopt not long after that. Just a few days after. They bring so much light into our lives. After we lost Pappy, I was Kaylin and I agreed to maybe take a couple months off from having a dog in our lives. And not even a week later, we we couldn't stand it anymore. There's just so much light that coming home to a dog brings into our lives. And and whenever we're on a trip, all we can ever think about is coming back home and seeing Alistair. So I I love adoption. I think adopting dogs is the way to go. They are so grateful for it. They definitely love you harder because they know what you took them from and and the great life that you're giving them. Real love can exist between pet and pet parent. Pedigree is committed to helping more dogs find loving homes, and we can attest that love at first sight is closer than you think. It's available at your local dog shelter. Find love at first sight with the Pedigree Adoption Drive June 7th to 9th, and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Visit pedigree.com adoption drive to learn more about the adoption drive and to see full terms and conditions. Everyone knows how much Dean and I love to travel, especially after enduring a Colorado winter. I'll take any chance I can to be in a sunny, beachy place right about now. Well, Kaylin, I have the perfect place we can travel to next. In Puerto Rico, there are nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline. And when it comes to photography, the landscape is unbeatable. I think I need to go there for a relaxing vacation before baby number two comes, which is great. But also, I'm very nervous. Puerto Rico offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to beautiful black sand beaches. There's no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. All right, welcome back to Help I Suck at Dating. As Dean said, we have some rapid-fire questions. We still have Courtney, Jake, and me here, obviously. Uh, so, Dean, you want to get through these, some of these rapid-fires? Yeah, go ahead and read them for, uh, well, let's have Courtney and Jake just give a quick yes or no on okay. whether they think they're toxic or not. 
All right, here we go. Uh, all right, so the first one, and Dean, you have to answer this too. We're all going to answer them together. We're one big help sure. suck army family here. All right, having the passwords to a significant others or exes accounts, and you check them pretty frequently. Have you done this? Toxic. Yes, that's toxic. Yeah, toxic. I've done it. I think having the passwords, having the passwords is not toxic, but checking it frequently is toxic. Does your partner know that you have the, the passwords, or is this something? <laughs> you just... No, you sneaky, right. sneaky. Oh, that's, that's toxic. So toxic. Yeah. The sneaky sneaks is toxic. Um, All right. What about checking your partner's location when they're not with you or have told you where they were going? How do you I, even do we that? We have our location, so we check where we, you know, just for safety. Right. Well, so I have I have my location shared with Kaylin, and she has her shared with me. Uh, and I like I don't really ever check her location, but I don't I don't think she ever checks mine. But there was one time we were in Las Vegas visiting her grandparents. And I like stopped at a casino on my way home to gamble for like an hour or two, uh, and I didn't and I didn't tell her I was doing that. I mean, I had I had to do it. I didn't tell her I was doing that, and I got back to her grandparents' house. And she goes, she goes, hey, why are you so late? And I was like, oh, there was really bad traffic. And she goes, oh, 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 you didn't go to the casino. And I go, wait, how did you know I was at the casino? And she told me she checked my location. Uh, I don't think it was toxic. I think she was just more like, oh, okay, where is he? Like, why is he taking so long sort of thing? Quick but. funny story about Dean. A couple of weeks ago, he was not found on the, he was late to the podcast and we didn't know what was going on. And then we realized that Dean shared his location with one of our producers and we, <laughs> uh, and Mark, and we found out that he was on a golf course. So we texted him and said, Hey, why don't you go to the clubhouse <laughs> and record from there? And Dean's like clubhouse. What are you talking about? And he's like, you're sharing your location. I see that you're on a golf course. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing that's another toxic trait i have i guess <laughs> <laughs> all right uh another toxic not or not uh checking up on an ex through social media or text example happy new year happy birthday you send them a I miss you text so checking up on an ex through social media or texting them toxic or not toxic mm, i think if you're single it's like hey why not but <laughs> I, I don't do that yeah. Jake, do you ever send uh, Megan I miss you text? No, oh, that's a big question. No, I haven't for a little. I haven't for a while. I haven't for a little while. A little drunk dial. A little. <laughs> no drunk dial. No, I'm I'm actually shocking with my phone when I'm when I'm drunk or I'm drinking. I just don't even look at it. But um, no, that's a really no, good thing. That's definitely not like, toxic. Yeah, and a bad thing too. But I think the happy birthday and Merry Christmas. If you are with a new partner, I think that's okay. I think. But like, definitely not sending like an "I miss you" to an ex when you have a new partner or a new relationship. That's that's not good. What about fly by Instagram stuff? Because I do get some of that stuff. You know how people do the fly. What does like, that mean? You know, like the emojis. You can react with like. Mm. I think that should be included in the question. I think like, fly like by reacting messaging. to yeah, reacting like reacting to an ex's Instagram post. Mm -hmm. Do you guys? Yeah, that's. I think I well, my thoughts on it are I would. Personally, although I am like friendly with all my exes, I would I would never text any of them like Merry Christmas or Happy New Year or I wouldn't even really ever react to any of their Instagram stories. But that's just me. I think everyone's different. I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that. You yeah, know? I, I agree with Dean. Like, uh, I don't know if it was like a random Happy New Year, Happy Birthday. Like, that sounds kind of fishy. But I will say there are circumstances where you have to reach out to your ex. For example, I actually thought about reaching out to my ex recently because there's a mutual friend that just got a bad diagnosis with health. And I was and I only met this person through my ex. And so I was like, do I reach out to them to be like, hey, I don't know if you i don't know i just felt weird not 
telling you about this. So, or if you probably knew or just wanted to, I don't know. So like that's been going through my head recently. Uh, but the only way I'd reach out is if I get Ashley's permission. So I think that's kind of the caveat on this. I think that is the correct answer. That is the right thing to do. Thank you guys. I appreciate it. How about, uh, how about if you guys get in a fight with your significant other and then they start giving the silent treatment or like ignoring phone calls or text messages? Is that toxic? That's cold. Way too much. What would you say? I've experienced that way too much. (laughs) (laughs) And it does my head in. Like, it just drives me insane. Like... So you get the silent treatment done, like affected onto you. Yeah, I just like I I understand sort of arguments and you know obviously has their own way of dealing with it and cooling down. But I wouldn't say that's toxic. It's just extremely annoying and (laughs) slightly immature. I think. Yeah, and I just you know I I get more frustrated. I'm like, why aren't you replying? Like, what did I? And then it's just I just yeah maybe it's just me, but I just it's so annoying. It's definitely not just you. It's super annoying. Yeah. Okay. Good. That's good. I'm relieved. So, yeah, I would say toxic. Like, come on now. You can't, you know, if you're in a relationship, you just, you need to communicate. Like, I get it. If one thing where like one partner is like, I need space and the other person will not allow that space. That's one thing. But if you guys are like arguing Mm. and then you give them the silent treatment, what are we, five years old? Like, come on. Mm -hmm. In the middle of the argument, I would, I don't even want to think about that. I would lose my mind. Somebody would say I'm guilty. I mean, I we live together, obviously, so I've been guilty of that for a little bit, but not like huffing around the house, but just like if something happens or there's a conversation, like I need time to process it and like kind of see, you know what I mean? Like I've done that. (laughs) There are times where I don't necessarily like give him the give Kaylin the silent treatment, but I'm like, hey, I'm gonna like leave for a week and I'll see you when I get back. that's way worse than the silent treatment like inst- but it's not it's not like it's not like i'm doing it to like prove a point or anything i'm just like look i just like need to get i like need to be by myself for a week not You're like away from grid. you but just like away from everything for a week one of my yeah, that's that's how i get to i'm like oh, i just need like a moment to yeah like- I just need a moment. One of my favorite traits about our relationship, my relationship with Ash, is that we talk through everything. It, we never get into blow up arguments because we have great communication skills. But I've had situations in the past. Holy sh! Like I'm with you guys, dude. The silent treatment is the worst because then you guys go your separate ways. I'm still pissed as as hell. So I'm just like fuming in my own mind and then like you see the person an hour later as you're walking by them like you're in a western about to pull your gun and be and because you're still mad and like you're not going to be the first person to apologize because you've been ignoring each other for hours and it's just like so awkward god i do not miss those Ugh, i don't miss those <laughs> anyway all right what else we got let's see next one is uh what about calling someone hot in front of your significant other so i mean that's pretty self-explanatory what do you guys think toxic or not toxic Mm, i think it's a little bit toxic just a little bit i think it i think it really depends how you say it like if you're like wow like if like if you're like insinuating you want to like hook up with them super toxic but um it is human nature it's natural right you know it kind of it kind of goes both way for, ways for me. Like if Kaylin and I are watching a TV show or something, I'll like I'll say like, "Ooh, that girl's really pretty," or I'll be like, "Wow, that guy is super hot." Like I'll definitely like just point out attractive people, guy or girl. That's good. Keep it even. Yeah, and maybe maybe I do the guys just to make it clear that I'm just like you know pointing out attractive like people, not just pretty girls. 
he's on the patio, but I'll do that with girls and he'll say something. Well, I don't know. Her hair's a little white. Like he's super respectful he's playing, of he's me. Playing cool. He's playing. <laughs> like, <laughs> always plays the cool. He never takes the bait ever. <laughs> I think doing it, I think pointing someone out on a TV show or in passing is like, I don't think that's toxic. I think that's, yeah, I'm just, there's like no this. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, like obviously everything, you know, human attraction is normal, but. I think doing it in front of your partner, like if someone's standing directly in front of you, like, wow, your friend's hot. Um, very nice to meet you. <laughs> <laughs> very nice to meet you. <laughs> That's definitely tough. I'll put that up. The only thing I can relate to is when we're watching Bachelor. So when Ashley watches it with her sister, they get like super, you know, chit chatty about it. And so they'll just be like, oh my God, he's he's hot he's or like he's like they'll say he's sexy and i'm like okay that's enough of that one you can't say somebody's sexy and then they'll be like no 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 we're not saying it like we're just saying it as like because we like looking at that person's face so for example i was like okay then i'm going to say who's sexy on the bachelor and she's like no 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 no, you can't do that because men are gross and you're visualizing like a more gross situation with them where us as women are only looking at their face and how you know beautiful their face is and i was like this is the most double standard conversation i've ever had in my entire life this is ridiculous so that's the only so i think it's toxic it's all toxic don't say someone's hot in front of your in front of your partner yeah, I feel like you just got put in your place. You're like, no, Jared, shut up. Bro, <laughs> you've met my wife. The girls are talking, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm always put in my place. That's like my constant my constant state of place is being put in my place. All right, let's do one more and then we'll jump into emails. So the very last one is what about is it toxic or not to create fake accounts to stalk or message your significant others to quote unquote text test them? That's crazy. That's crazy yeah. and toxic. That's, that's crazy and toxic. Answer. That's exactly right. Like, what do you mean by test them? Like, uh, my assumption with that is like you make like a the like in your case, let's say you make the account of like a hot dude with washboard abs, and then you start DMing your significant other to see if they'll like take the bait and like flirt back. You know? Oh no, that's no, that's weird. Who has that? Who has that amount of time? Well? <laughs> Where did you toxic come up people. with this question? <laughs> yeah, Jared. I, and no, I I wish I could take credit for it. Creating fake accounts, I. Uh, yeah, I don't know anybody who has a fake account. That seems pretty intense. I've done that when I was younger, like a fake, not, not like a fake account with actually photos, but it was like a, like a, a burner account. Yeah, just but like that was a long time ago. It was literally to check up on an ex years and years ago. So I'm guilty of that, but not putting up photos of like <laughs> and stuff like that. Maybe I should just shut up. I think Let's just cut that. Out. I know. I no, I think you should keep going. I think this more pertains to like a burner account. Like you just create an Instagram account because like someone blocked you or I don't get the test part. Yeah. Like, are you, are you trying That's to trap it. your, your boyfriend or girlfriend? <laughs> I wonder if Ashley's going to to me. I don't know, but I'll tell you what, let's move, let's move on to emails. I think that, I think we can all agree that it's pretty toxic, but let's yeah, get yeah. into our very non-toxic listeners email. I mean, I'm assuming they're non-toxic, I guess. Um, but do we want to have Mark chime in and read these for us in his, uh, radio voice? Hopefully he'll be able to get in here. Yeah, there he is. (laughs) Hi. Uh, Jen says, I have been with my husband for over 12 years now. Our 10 year wedding anniversary is in April. For our entire marriage, he has not only been the main breadwinner, but I have also been totally reliant upon him financially. This past summer, I finally started my career. I work outside the home for 60 plus hours a week. I love it. It fulfills me. But mm-hmm. I realized my husband needs me to need him. 
I can tell he's starting to resent my career. How do I tell him or show him that I love him just as much as I ever have, even if I don't need him in the same way? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. That's tough because I kind of get that. You know, I get the idea. I'm definitely someone who likes to provide. Um, So I get him feeling devalued by his wife having, you know, not to rely on him much as much at least while she should not have to worry about that and she should focus on her own career because she's her own person and can do whatever she'd like uh i i kind of see both sides of it courtney what do you think was the question like how do i show him doesn't she want to do something nice yeah. for their anniversary i would she I would, wants hmm. she wants to know how she can show him that she loves him as much as she ever has i would say a heartfelt card you can't go no wrong. it's got to be more than a yeah. card come on a snoopy I think if it's a card it's gonna just it's just gonna go ahead and remind him that she doesn't care oh all you got me for a 10-year anniversary was a stupid snoopy card no a heartfelt card she needs <laughs> to tell him i mean she's riding in okay you're right what else could she do she should just let him i don't know she should need him maybe a little more <laughs> she should get she should get some lingerie lingerie um, yeah i don't know you know, it's it's funny. I think I've thought about this actually just recently about how, it, like, if and when I have to go back to be to working like forty to fifty hours a week at, at like a more traditional job. Like, uh, obviously, Kaylin and I enjoy spending as much time together as we possibly can. And like, let's say, you know, I'm I'm gone for a day or two, and like however long it is, any amount of time that I'm gone from Kaylin, like she would prefer me to be there. And I always think about like what's going to happen, like if and when I have to go to back to work for fifty plus hours a week then what is that dynamic going to shift like? And how is that going to be like received from either side? Um, Jake, you have any ideas for her, how she can show her husband that she still loves him? Yeah, I think, you know, from what I take from, obviously there's a lot of love in that relationship, which is like beautiful to see. And, you know, I think I have a bit of a different, I'm such a romantic, like I'm such a hopeless romantic and I always have been and like I always will be. But I think obviously her dynamics change and you know, obviously she's working and she's making, you know, the money now. I think, you know, even just something simple, like she just, takes him out or takes him, you know, on her and, and spoils him or for a dinner or, you know, a hotel, whatever it may be. But like, just, it's her sort of showing like, you know, I appreciate you. And this is, you know, tonight's your night with us together that I want to, you know, really treat you to something special. I think that's, that's the way I look at it. I think for Jen, I, I, yeah, I, again, I would just try to use words of affirmation as best as possible and let him know how much you rely on him, how much you love him. Maybe get him a little bit more than a card. Get him a card. Cards are very sweet. Great gift. Not downplaying that. Uh, but maybe, I don't know, something that um, shows how much you do rely on him. What that is, I don't exactly have the answer. Maybe it's something intimate. Maybe it's something personal. I'm not sure, but uh, hopefully it's something I've got an I've got an idea. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Mark has been married to his wife for a very long time, so maybe he's got an, a suggestion for well, uh, for this lady. I just think that men are really simple creatures. They really are. And you've been able to pick up on his insecurities, and that's fine. You can let him know you need him in so many ways. Can you come kill this spider for me? My car's making a weird noise. Can you check it out? You know what? I could use some shelving in the office to help me with my new job. Whatever it is, just try to show him that you need him, and he's going to be just fine. This will be a blip on the radar. He's a little weird about the whole thing. He's going to be fine. Just show him that you need him around the house. He'll be okay. And this is why Mark has been in a successful marriage for many, many years. (laughs) Right. 
Yeah, it, it, you know, now that you say that, Mark, too, I'm wondering if maybe I put off doing all these household chores for Kaylin because once I complete all of them, then she's not going to need me anymore. Yeah, and then I lose my I lose my purpose in the relationship. Exactly. So the longer I put them off for, the longer she needs me. So I just feel that value. Yeah. All right, Mark, you got the last one for us, the anonymous? This is uh, anonymous. I'm not usually a fan of getting to know a person through technology, but during quarantine, I got bored and decided to try out a couple of dating apps. I safely went on at least one date with a guy, and although we had a lot in common and a lot to talk about, I didn't feel the spark between us, so it didn't lead to a second date. My question is, how do I know if I'm genuinely interested in a person or if I'm just looking to fill a void that the quarantine situation has created? Well... Uh, first and foremost, Anonymous, I've got some weird question about this, or I got a question about this weird wording. You said, I safely went on at least one date with a guy. Why don't you just tell us that you went on more than one date with a guy? Why do you have to be so weird and ambiguous about that? I guess. I don't know. But uh, that's a good question. So she wants to know is if she is actually interested in a person or if she's just looking to fill the void that quarantine has created. And I think... The fact that she's even asking herself that question proves that she's just filling the void. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's enough of a of a reason. I don't know, Jake. What do you think? Um. Yeah, I think you. I, I I agree with you on that one. But I think um, you know, obviously in quarantine, especially for you guys over there, it's so much more intense. But that that lack of human connection and physical human connection. You know, I'm sure that that would make send anyone sort of a bit insane or, or you know, looking to fill some sort of void. But, um, yeah, I think dating apps are harmless and like talking to people, but you never know when you're going to feel that spark. So, yeah, I agree with you, Dean. But who knows what 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 could happen? It's kind of the yeah. only way Dude, to really put yourself out there right now. I mean, I mean, I mean, right. you can't really like well, go out to bars and stuff and meet people organically. Yeah. It's it's got to be crazy too, and I I definitely um I don't envy that situation of like trying to date someone, especially like if you want to be dating people right now in America at least, not so much uh, in Australia. But uh, if you want to be dating people right now, it's like tricky because you have to do it like safely, and you have to take the precautions, and you can't meet people like you're used to meeting them, and so like everything's changed. But I don't know, Jared. What do you think? Uh, I. Like, I don't know. I, that's, the only way you're ever going to find out is if you go on more dates with this person. And either it gets better or it doesn't get better. But the problem with doing that is you also, COVID's very real and it's out there. So you have to take precautions. It's tough dating right now. I do not envy people who have to navigate the dating world in COVID. I, I couldn't do it before COVID. And now we have to, you know, like, damn. Mark, you have some advice on this? Well, there's just a quote that I think applies to all single people during these times. And it's, um, don't let loneliness lower your standards. Mm. You're better off alone than with the wrong person. That's right. So I think stay the course. There's nothing wrong with meeting new people. There's nothing wrong with spending time with them over virtually or safely, however you want to do it. We can all use more friends, more connections in our life. But don't let it go farther than that just because you're missing somebody in your life. I think you're better off working on yourself. Yeah, as in, that, do you mean like my like, as in like not forcing a relationship just for the sake? Right. Yeah, you'll regret it at some point. Yeah, yeah. You so what? I totally agree. He he's the sage voice on this uh, very very silly podcast. Fuck, I'll um, you for all my my dating tips over the next couple of weeks. Like, Love to hear from you. What do you think? Tell me. He'll be your life coach. Yeah. Um, hey, well, that's gonna probably do it for this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Jake, you're the man. Thank you for joining us. 
Um, Courtney, of course, thank you for co-hosting with yeah, us. I feel like we didn't really have much. Me. I feel like we got to have you back. I feel like we didn't have a, a whole bunch of time to to have you co-host. Any with us, so. Anytime you need me, I'm here. I'm not as good at podcasting as you guys, but it's fun. So happy to join. I, I got news for you. You're I mean. already better at our jobs. And uh, that's not hyperbole. Uh, Courtney, obviously everybody can find you on Instagram. Uh, anything else you want to plug? Obviously, you can still pick up for your book. Yeah, that's still doing well. Um, you yeah. know, I'm doing real estate full time. It's the market in Arizona is hot. So if you're looking to move to Arizona, I'm happy to help. Um, but yeah, no, that's really it. That's all, all I right. got. I'm going to change my Instagram name too. I just officially changed my name. So oh, you did change your last name. Yeah, over. I was, mm-hmm. was going to ask you about that. What is the new last name? Um, it's Preciado. And I made my middle name my uh, maiden name. So Courtney Robertson Preciado. That Aww. happened this week. Well, wow, nice. that's a beautiful. Congratulations. Name. Next thing you have to change. Thank you. Next thing you have to change is your Zoom name because you're still just Courtney Robin- I Robertson. I change on all the, the things, uh, Dean. Uh, Deanie, babe. <laughs> I got to go to the DMV. I need to ask you about that, actually. On my birthday this year, I think I'm going to change my last name so I could use some advice on uh, the what? process. What are you doing? Who are you going to be? I want to change my last name to my mother's maiden name oh. of Bell. So I want to go from Dean Unglert to Dean Bell. But I don't know. I don't know like the legal process of how that's going to work. Oh, it's, so. it's actually pretty simple, and you just send everything in. So yeah, that's a that's a good thing to do. You have to pay for the filing fee to officially change mm. your name, which is kind of annoying. Um, I think it was like three hundred bucks. But and then you do Whoa. like a Zoom court connect with the you know, you know a judge, and they just grant you the name change. I know it's kind it's of kind of funny that you have to like pay money to do something like so simple like change your name, right? Uh, you have <laughs> well, to you know, pay money to do everything you, these it days. Might be Free. Uh, no, yeah, you're going to have to pay. Oh, anyway, well, it's nice to see you all. Talk to you I will, Courtney. Thank you. And then, Jake, of course, everybody can find you on Instagram at Jake Ellis. Anything else you want to plug? Uh, no, not really. Like, like, it's just been, been, I'm excited to be a part of this podcast. It's good to sort of e meet you guys. Obviously, I've heard a lot about you and, and seen you on my screens. And like, Jared's my longest bachelor relationship in this whole entire process, really. I'm a, I'm a good <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> It's the bromance that keeps us running. <laughs> it's the bromance, yeah, exactly right. But um, no, well, look, hopefully, you know, I hope you guys all stay stay well and stay safe. And you know, as soon as I can get over there to uh, to visit, look, I'll be on the first plane. Sweet. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and call that a day. Thank you guys so much for joining in and listening. Uh, be sure to tune in next week where maybe we suck just a little bit less. Follow Help by Suck at Dating on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's time to celebrate Black History Month at the Walmart Black and Unlimited Clock. On Thursday, February 29th from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m., you can celebrate an extra day of Black History Month with Walmart. This event is free and open to the public at two locations, Flatiron Plaza in New York City and Ovation Hollywood in Los Angeles. With giveaways dropping every hour on the hour, it's the perfect time to try, like, and share Black-led products. It's free, it's for everyone, and it's your chance to see how you can level up your daily routine with Black-led products that are creating a new world of choices at Walmart. Trust, you don't want to miss it. Love at First Sight still exists. It's available at your local shelter. This June 7th to 9th, join the Pedigree Adoption Drive and the Pedigree brand will reimburse your dog adoption fees nationwide. Pedigree knows that bringing a dog into your home not only opens their heart, it can open yours too. Visit pedigree.com slash adoption dash drive to learn more and see full terms and conditions. Boricua is the name for someone from Puerto Rico, but it's more than a name. 
It's a way of life and representation of the vibrant spirit of the island. Let the Boricua spirit welcome you with a warm embrace to start each day and remind you why you travel in the first place. In Puerto Rico, you can forget where you came from and embrace where you are. With nearly 300 beaches and 300 miles of coastline, there's always new places to explore. The island's diverse geography offers everything from secluded coves with white sand and crystalline water to stunning black sand beaches. There are spots that are perfect for water sports. You can surf, snorkel, paddleboard, or go diving. To travel to Puerto Rico, there is no passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 